0: Wasabi wallet I'm fairly private. What's up everyone? I'm Ben with the BTC Sessions and this is your daily session. Huddle that Bitcoin before we dive in of course shout out to sponsors of the show leaden.io this is where you can use your Bitcoin for a few different services they've got Bitcoin savings accounts where you can earn interest on your Bitcoin they've got Bitcoin back loans which were actually the first service of theirs that I utilized this is where you can use your Bitcoin as collateral for a Canadian or US dollar loan so if you're in a pinch like I was around this time last year and you need you need to get your hands on dollars you can use your Bitcoin as collateral secure a loan, that Bitcoin will sit in a dedicated address that you can audit 24-7, and then upon repayment of the loan, you will get all of your Bitcoin back. Uh, So that definitely helped me because it was a time where I didn't really want to sell my Bitcoin because I was worried I wouldn't be able to buy it back at the same price, and that ended up actually being the case had I sold It wouldn't have been great. So anyways, that is something that definitely helped me. And they've also got their B2X offering. So for you Bitcoin bulls out there, this gets you a Bitcoin loan by using your Bitcoin as collateral, using the dollars obtained to immediately buy more Bitcoin essentially doubling your Bitcoin on the spot and giving you uh, access to experience those price fluctuations that comes with it. So if you wanna check them out, there's a link in the show notes down below. And if you opt to use that link and get a bitcoin back loan, they'll actually credit you with an additional 50 bucks or the Bitcoin into your account. Mm -hmm. And secondly, we have Paxful. This is an online peer-to-peer Bitcoin marketplace where you can buy and or sell Bitcoin. So this is particularly useful for those of you that need various different payment methods because these guys have well over 300 of them yes 300 300 different payment methods they've got things like bank transfers and intrac online intrac e-transfers they've got popular payment apps like paypal and and um, what's the one i'm looking for Uh, cash app and then they've also got other ways to buy bitcoin like using gift cards to do so now on the flip side of this if you want you can also set yourself up as a merchant and make money buying and selling Bitcoin, making quite a bit of coin off of the spread there. They've also got a killer affiliate program. And if you're looking for some cheap, gift cards bought with bitcoin. I don't think I've seen a better place. I've seen things like Amazon and Starbucks and Walmart cards on here for 20, 30, 40% off in some cases, so they're definitely a steal in some instances. So, be sure to check them out. There is a link in the show notes down below. It's paxful.com. And with that, let's dive into the news. Uh, so, panic Continues across the globe uh, with a lot of crazy stuff going on. But I wanted to highlight this article from CNN about... Uh, the title of the article is called Do Not, and NOT is all in caps, Take a bunch of cash out of the bank because of coronavirus. And I'm actually going to read... I think I'm going to read most of this article to you because it is... <sighs> It just sounds very guarded and it, it, it almost reads like a little bit of propaganda um, propping up the current system and saying you don't need to worry. And if there's anything that we've learned in the last little bit, the media has had some pretty fantastically bad takes on advice over the past few months here as we're all learning now. So let me just dive in here. It says... Yes, these are scary times, but that doesn't mean you should head to the bank, drain your accounts and put cash under your mattress. Bank deposits are insured by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp and the FDIC has some helpful guidelines on its website to answer questions consumers may have now. First and foremost, the FDIC points out that any deposits with a bank will continue to be protected up to at least $250,000. European countries operate similar deposit guarantees although the maximum insured amounts differ. The safest place for your money is inside a bank. Banks will continue to ensure their customers have access to their funds either directly or electronically, the FDIC said. The FDIC office of the Comptroller of the Currency and Federal Reserve also reminded Americans in a news release Monday that banks are being encouraged to use the Fed's so-called discount window to take out short-term loans if they need them. The Fed, which essentially America, which is essentially America's bank for the banking system itself, can provide emergency funding to financial institutions in times of crisis. It also has slashed interest rates to zero and dusted off several other financial programs from 2008 to ensure that banks have the funds they need. Banks are ex- big banks are extremely well capitalized. That may not be necessary, referring to the, uh, the financial programs from 2008, but that may not be necessary, especially for the largest banks. The Fed noted in a release on Sunday that the big financial institutions have $1.3 trillion in common equity and hold $2.9 trillion in high in highly liquid assets on their balance sheets. This means that the top banks have substantial levels of capital and liquidity in excess of regulatory minimums and buffers, according to the Fed. In other words, there is no need for people to take out big lumps of money from their banks. Your deposits are safe. The banking sector is so much better capitalized right now than it was during the 2008 financial crisis. Regulations have only benefited them. Liquidity is there. And Matt Daly, said Matt Daly, head of Corporate Municipal Teams at Koenig, an asset management firm. The crisis feels a lot different from 2008. That was a true challenge of to the plumbing of the financial system. We don't have that now. Uh, and it goes on to say that there have been reports um, where uh, people have run to the nearest ATM trying to get out their hands uh, on twenties and hundreds, and that has caused caused some issues. Um, I'm going to read another little uh, snippet here. Another good sign, large banks as well as many smaller regional banks have all agreed to temporarily suspend stock buyback programs in order to ensure they have the capital they need for loans and daily operations. Aw, how nice of those banks to suspend buyback operations of their own stocks with the money that they got bailed out with back in the 2008 and 2009 financial crisis. How nice of them. Um, And then this final quote down here. The whole point of the Fed's bazooka fires over the last couple of days is to stabilize the system. The Fed is the lender of last resort, said David Bansion chief investment officer with Bansion group. I don't have any worries about the broader banking system. Access to dollars will not be an issue. I don't know about you guys, but this, this whole article just really rubs me the wrong way. The whole thing reads like a, please, please don't panic kind of thing. Like a propaganda piece put out there to say, please don't take out money. Um, I, uh, yeah. And anyways. This isn't the only concerning things with the banks right now. You also have uh, this article here. The Bank of England cancels stress tests for UK banks. Um, and it asks, are they too afraid to fail? So, so the Bank of England and Prudential Regulatory Authority cancelled the 2020 stress tests of eight major British banks and building societies citing the emergency situation amid the coronavirus outbreak. This is another example of how governments are supporting the banking system's well, the crypto market is on its own. Yeah, I mean, that's how it was designed, right? Bitcoin was designed to not need any outside influence to come in and do anything. It's just going to function as it functions. And that's just the way it is. And the economy will have to work around that so that, yes, in in times of downturn, it hurts, but it's shorter lived. Whereas this, uh, the way that the current system is set up is you can kick the can down the road basically as long as you like, uh, but when it finally does blow up, it's catastrophic. And we're kind of seeing the hints of that right now. <laughs> this this quote here uh, was really funny to me. Um, it's, they said, where is the... St- okay, there we go. In light of the EU's decision, British banks required the Bank of England to ignore its test, with executives saying that It would be stupid to run a stress test during a stress. Let's concentrate on this situation rather than a hypothetical one. I think the issue here is that they're worried that in the midst of this, if things get worse and they try to map that out with a stress test, that the stress test will not hold up. Um, the other thing is that they're trying to uh, they're they're trying to lift a newly introduced accounting rule called IFRS nine, which requires banks to book bad loans before the losses are actually incurred. In which case, right now, there's a lot more bad loans given the state of the economy. Um, now, the last time that they were tested was last year, and they said that uh, last year showed that British banks were resilient. However, the last year's test showed that the situation was already deteriorating at the banks. So the Bank of England's report in 2019 reads, losses on corporate exposures are higher than in previous tests, reflecting some deterioration in asset quality and a more severe global scenario. Despite this and weakness in banks underlying profitability, which reduces their ability to offset losses with earnings, all seven participating banks and building societies remained above their hurdle rates. Now, whether or not that would remain true this year, I guess will not be seen because they're not doing the tests in the first place. So the test may just come in the form of the clusterfuck of an economy that we're about to get with everything shut down right now. Now, in the face of all this panic in the banking sector, uh, you also have um, Senator Loeffler. She is the former uh, CEO of BACT and the current Republican senator from Georgia. She sold millions of stock within days of a Senate health committee hearing on the coronavirus. According to a report, From Daily Beast on March 20th, the Republican senator reported the first instance of stock jointly owned by her husband on January 24th, the same day of the private briefing to United States senators. And you might be saying, well, so what? She sold stock that she owned based on the information that she had. The thing is, it was a closed door meeting, which was not accessible to the public, which gave her an unfair advantage. And she sold In response to that, now if she did indeed sell in response to that uh, meeting, then it would possibly fall under the the realm of under the umbrella of insider trading. So she dismissed it. She said, this is a ridiculous and baseless attack. I do not make investment decisions for my portfolio. Investment decisions are made by multiple third-party advisors without my or my husband's knowledge or involvement. Um, Now, the thing about that is, is that literally it started happening the day of that meeting that she had about the coronavirus and, and what was likely to come from it. And not only that, but it also included buying some stock. And what did she buy? Well, <laughs> she was buying, uh, let me just find it here. Uh, it's this, It's a company called if I can find it here, sorry, it's just a little lost on me. It's a company that's based very much on uh, working from home and, and, and being able to distribute workplace solutions. Here it is. So during the same period, only two stock purchases were made by the Lawlers, comprising investments between $100,000 and $250,000 into Citrix, a company that provides technologies for distributed workplace solutions. Citrix website states that the company is committed to providing the support you need to keep your employees safe and operations running throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. So essentially, it was uh, (laughs) a company that was positioning itself to try and make money Uh, by offering services that could help during a pandemic um, and everything else was sold off. There was somebody tweeting out after her saying, cool, cool. I'm sure the 250k of stock you bought in the company that makes software to allow people to work from home was just a crazy coincidence. The other interesting thing about this is we even have videos on her Twitter from as recently as March 10th, where she's saying that the economy is strong and that you shouldn't be worried about that and you should just take simple precautions like, you know, social distancing and washing your hands. Uh, But again, reaffirming everybody that the economy and that the workers are strong and this will be fine. Meanwhile, in the background, she's selling off all of her stocks and buying stock in a company that will be, you know, a a work-from-home solution. So clearly, what she believes in her mind and what she's doing in practice uh, are completely divergent now moving on to what Bitcoin has been up to uh, there's been quite a rebound off of the lows that we saw from the dump uh, and the panic on Friday the 13th and beyond so we saw lows of around 4k and we're up significantly from that um, now Ralph Paul uh, is he is the CEO uh, of. Here we go. CEO of Global Macro Investor, and he tweeted just yesterday. He said, I cannot express how bullish I am on Bitcoin. We are at at risk of losing the entire system right now. I know they will find a way to save it, but all trust is lost. He also tweeted earlier that he was only sitting in dollars and Bitcoin from this point out. Now, when we look at the Bitcoin chart, uh, again, we had that low, the absolute low from the huge dump was down to 4 k uh, from about 8 in a, in a matter of a day or so, a couple days. Um, we are now up and around the $6,400 mark. Um, we did get overnight, and this I was surprised to wake up and see this, but overnight we were... Pretty much right in around $7,000. So uh, quite a bounce back from the 4K range. Now, uh, stocks, on the other hand, and let me refresh so I'm kind of looking at current numbers – Stocks are are notably not doing that. Yesterday, there were some mild gains. In fact, I think we even ended the day down a little bit. Um, but stocks have been kind of hanging around the same level with some mild losses, you know, 1% or less than a percent, depending. Like the Dow right now is down about 100 points, which is half a percent. S&P is down about 21 points, which is uh, not even quite 1%. But Again, notably divergent from how Bitcoin has been performing since it hit its low, you know, coming up to damn near 7K. Now, it's important to note that we're by far not out of the woods when it comes to Bitcoin price. It's just that it's no longer following equities markets as it was as as investors across the board were selling everything, right? We saw gold dump, we saw equities dump, we saw just about everything that could dump, dump, including Bitcoin. But now Bitcoin seems to be making these impressive kind of uh, jumps up at the chart, whereas not really anything else is doing that. So it, it while it did follow the mass of sell-offs as everything else, um, it seems to not be doing that, at least for the moment. And I gotta say, you know what? The other day I did a video and I just, I used the word decouples. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell triggered some people, but some people were super pissed about, I mean, I guess one of them was on Reddit, so. But anyways, and then there's another dude on t- Twitter that was super mad about that word. I don't get the anger about this, like, Everything was selling off, right? So there was mass panic across anybody holding anything other than just dollars. And so, yes, everything was kind of coupled together because everything was selling. And now Bitcoin seems to be the lone outlier that is no longer selling off and seems to be gaining some. So would that not be considered as decoupling from the last week of everything being sold. Anyways, I don't know if the word decoupled or decouples triggers you, but I'm simply meaning that while where once before everything else was being sold along with Bitcoin, now Bitcoin seems to not be doing that. (laughs) So if you're angry, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. (laughs) Anyways we are we while we've seen significant gains from the bottom uh or potential bottom we should be aware that you know we just need to keep open the possibility that it could be a bear trap maybe 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 so so be careful still um we had some people uh saying that you know in order to really feel bullish um a couple traders are agreeing that agreeing that seeing a price steadily above 6400 in some of the longer time frames like the the four hour or the one day might be a little bit more uh, confidence inducing um but hey we will see uh the one thing i did want to bring up was that funstrat uh an analyst from funstrat not tom lee if you're familiar with him but anyways regardless one of the guys from funstrat um They said, technicals behind Bitcoin price are not in good shape as per Fundstrat's report published yesterday though the cryptocurrency has surged over 13% since then. Nevertheless, the oldest cryptocurrency is still down 36% from its February peak of 10,300. The recent crash triggered a steep decline in traditional markets caused uh, Bitcoin to break below its 5-year uptrend. Fundstrat's Technical analyst Rob Sloimer, I'm not sure how to say the last name, says the price action has been badly compromised. For now, technically, we will again give Bitcoin the benefit of the doubt that it is attempting to bottom, but recognize Bitcoin will likely need months of consolidation to repair the technical damage now in place. The reason I bring up this article here is because of how hilariously bad all of Fundstrat's calls on Everything have been for the past few years. You know, you always see Tom Lee, and maybe it's just Tom Lee, but I I always associate him directly with Funstrat because he is involved with them. Um, But he his calls on Bitcoin price have just been so consistently awful to both directions. Um, You know, he's been he was insanely bullish all the way through the, the bear market. Consistently, like at the beginning of 2018, he was calling for something like 50K by the end of the year, even and even like into the summer, he was saying that, and it's just the absolute opposite. And then he's you know, he's had a few bearish calls where it goes in the opposite direction. So, in my eyes, seeing anybody from FundStrat saying something about the Bitcoin price. I consider it a contrarian indicator, but, uh, you know, (laughs) make your own decisions there. Uh, I wanted to touch on one other thing, and that is an Italian bank released a Bitcoin wallet um, in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak. So even though a lot of stuff is happening and a lot of things are shutting down, this company opted to launch this feature. So uh, this is from Hype. It's a challenger bank, which uh, a challenger bank is essentially... Uh, an online-only bank account that goes to challenge the typical brick-and-mortar-type stores. Um, so Hype has a million customers, and they just did what is the equivalent of jamming something like a Coinbase app into a bank account. They they paired up with a company, a crypto company called uh, Conio or Coinio, I'm not sure how to say it, but Conio, I believe. Um, and so now they're offering the ability to buy and sell and send and move around Bitcoin. The nice thing about this too, uh, in comparison to some banking apps where you just get exposure to the price fluctuations, but you don't have any actual control over your coins, this is actually uh, your own wallet. And you do have a private key and is done kind of like a multi-sig setup. So essentially what happens is you have your wallet in this banking app. When you buy Bitcoin, it goes into your own wallet with its own private key. Um, you have one of three keys. One is held by oh, blah, blah, blah. one is held by Hype, the other is held by Koneo, and it's important to know that Koneo does not is not controlled by the bank and vice versa so essentially if one of those companies reneges on on the deal to be the second signer then you can go to the other the threat model i would see here is if the the crypto company and the bank were to go into cahoots then they would have the two out of three multi-sig necessary to move the funds as well so sweeping regulation uh that would be you know anything from making it illegal to just um, uh, confiscation, that could be a threat model here. So you know ideally, if you bought on this app, you could send it out to your own private fully private Bitcoin wallet, uh, but at least there's a level of custodian chip uh, paired with a, a level of your own self custody here as opposed to just straight up not giving you any access to the Bitcoin. So anyways, they launched this. They've got a fair number of customers. Um, and I mean, we'll see if this strategy of launching in the midst of this panic pays off. Uh, but it's cool to see that even even with the craziness, Bitcoin and these crypto companies uh, and Bitcoin companies keep on uh, just working through the madness. And, and again, Bitcoin never sleeps. As opposed to traditional markets. So cool to see. Anyways, guys, I'm gonna wrap it up there. Thank you so much for watching. As always, please do hit like, subscribe, and share. And if you're listening to this audio only on the podcast, of course, share it on your social media and be sure to leave a rating that definitely helps with visibility. Now, if you wanna help with the show in another way, you can hit either of the sponsors down below that was leaden and paxful as well as wasabi wallet that can help you with your bitcoin privacy and finally if you really like what you saw you can drop me a bitcoin lightning network tip at my tippin.me page that is tippin.me slash at btc sessions and with that i am out have a wonderful rest of your evening and i will see you next time for your daily session